Hello my friends, welcome to episode 61 of Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers and creatives talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jess Morris. I am your host and I am stoked that you were here today for a very special conversation with Fearless BND. They are the music expression from Fearless Church in LA. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWhite.com, the best place for you to go for all the latest Christian news, news and reviews, especially independent artists. Big fan of that right there. So today's show, has anyone else gotten stuck on the, the amount of worship teams lately that have finished their names with three letters? So like there's Mosaic. MSC? I was like, is it MISC? No, MS. No. And so, Fearless BND. And if you've been to LA, that makes perfect sense because why wouldn't you be Fearless BND? So, today we have a special episode where I am talking to pastors and members of the Fearless BND bands, Jeremy Johnson and Christy Johnson. Now, Fearless just released their latest album. They have been around for quite a while now. And if you were a fan of worship music or even like Christian rock back in the day, you may recognize them as the band worth dying for. They just took on the name Fearless B&D about seven or eight years ago when they planted their church in LA. And ever since, their music has become this really organic expression of what young people in Los Angeles are listening to because they started doing church essentially in clubs and in bars. And so you can really tell that in their music. Now, Fearless just released their album, Fear Not. It's a milestone album for them because it's their first under BEC recordings, which is a huge label. It's part of Tooth and Nail. And it really, in my mind, just seems to connect that Fearless BND and the Johnsons are connected with Tooth and Nail. Like it's the ultimate cool factor in worship. All that to say, we have a great conversation today, not just about being a church and what it actually looks like to be a church in Los Angeles, but a conversation about what it takes to make real, authentic, and how for people who believe in Christ or who profess to be Christians, it's actually essential that we engage with this, with this authenticity and we really grapple with the heavy and the light in our music, in our life, and in our art. It's a really special episode for that reason, and we even go into talks about what has been going on in LA, like every other city in the world, with protests. Um, Jeremy talks a little bit about how the church should approach race and politics. Now, I'm about to hit play on my interview with the Johnsons, but first, can I ask you a question, my friends? Have you subscribed to our Patreon yet? This last week, we had some people join the exclusive VIP part of the Between You and Me family. So thank you to Colleen and Danielle, who became part of our Access All Areas tier, and to Rachel, who became part of our Roadies tier. You guys are legends, and we are so excited that we get to share exclusive content with them every week. So they'll be getting behind-the-scenes content from this episode, as well as previous episodes, if you are interested. And if you love this episode and you're like, I need behind-the-scenes content go to patreon seriously all you need to do is go to between you and me pod.com and you will find us right there and i would love to connect with you. all right let's get to it as always you will have an intro where i will tell you a bit about how this really unique worship band got its start and how it got to where it is today and then we will go straight into my conversation with christy and jeremy johnson What does it mean to be fearless in the face of a global pandemic? 
It's a question none of us were prepared for come 2020. But Christy and Jeremy Johnson of Fearless BND have some ideas for us. The music expression of Fearless Church in downtown Los Angeles, Pastor Jeremy and songwriter and worship leader Christy have led the band since it was founded in 2006. Known as Worth Dying For, it started as a collective of musicians from the Ammunition Movement, a Modesto, California-based ministry existing to empower pastors and worship ministries to shape a new generation of world changers. It's fair to say the band got off to a flying start, led by Christy and Sean Locke, after the release of their debut independent album Ammunition, they signed with Integrity Music and dropped their self-titled album. This reached number 4 on the US Heat Seekers charts and 11 on the US Christian charts. Following with their independent release Love Ride in 2010, the band leaned into the grungy sound of a generation thirsty for real authentic worship. Metal, rock, pop, nothing was off limits for this band. With songs co-written with everyone from Henry Seely to Lincoln Brewster and Trevor McNevin, it was an unexpected and powerful take on worship and people loved it. In fact, it reached number three on the iTunes Christian and Gospel charts, and they even released a live version of the album called, what else, Live Ride. 2012 was a milestone year for the band when Jeremy and Christy planted a church in downtown LA. Based on the scripture that perfect love drives out all fear, they named the church Fearless, and the band followed suit, becoming Fearless BND. In the years since, Fearless has become a pivotal and important voice in the LA church scene, moving from temporary venues of clubs and bars to welcome everyone in. A young, passionate and diverse church, they make it their mission to speak up about real-life issues affecting their members, and that is reflected in their music. Fearless BND's first album came out in 2017, aptly titled We Are Fearless, and after a long-awaited EP earlier this year, they finally returned with their most recent record, Fearless, this time on BEC Records, a part of Tooth and Nail. Leading with the single, Masamore, a bilingual song filled with sonic dance sounds about the love of God, they showed the world that they were a worship band celebrating the fresh new talents in downtown LA, and the upbeat Can't Get Enough followed. The album dropped on June 26, and Fear Nod has given us a sound of hope for 2020. From the opening track, a spoken word titled Fear Not, to their duet with River Valley Worship, and even a rendition of Young and Free's Let Go, they are forging their own path in an industry full to the brim with worship anthems. I spoke to Pastor Jeremy Johnson and songwriter and musician Christy Johnson about Fear Not, what it means to be a church and a people who choose to live with fearless authenticity for Jesus and others, and why Christians need to be involved on hot button issues around race, immigration and politics. Get ready for a super powerful interview with a very down-to-earth couple. Meet Christy and Jeremy Johnson of Fearless BND. So, can I start with this? For some strange reason, if people haven't heard of Fearless LA or haven't met you guys before, can you both introduce yourselves and tell me about your church and Fearless the music? Yeah. Um, well, I'm Christy Johnson. And um, our church is about six years old. Take your time. Johnson and uh, in this video with me is my wife, Christy Johnson. And we are lead pastors at a church in downtown Los Angeles, and which actually I'm sitting in the parking lot of right now, our new building. Um, our building is 600 feet from the Staples Center. If you no way. The Lakers or the Clippers were like right up the street from that. Um, also, uh, you know, we're in downtown, so we, we serve, uh, 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 you know, a downtown group of people, but also people come from all over to our church. 
Um, our church ultimately started in nightclubs, so we would travel from nightclub to nightclub uh, doing church for people who had never experienced God. We would, you know, that, that probably never would step a foot in church would come to our church because they felt, you know, safe to go to the nightclub or whatever it was. And um, religious people probably did not like our church. And so um, we have a very young church, very passionate church. Um, our church is called Fearless. Um, that's the name of the band, Fearless BND. Um, and so we read a quote a long time ago when we were starting the church that said, A scared world needs a fearless church. And uh, we just felt like, man, that's the echo to this world, that name, Fearless. And what greater time than now to be named that as a church in downtown LA? And so we're. Um, you know, we're excited about the name God has given us, and now we're just trying to live up to it, um, you know, and for us, being fearless doesn't mean that, you know, tomorrow we go swim with sharks or uh, jump off a cliff uh, into the ocean. It just, for us, it means that every day we choose to love more and fear less, and we're walking closer to love, and as we walk closer to love, love kicks fear out of our life, and we're all doing that as one body, one family working through things as a church to get closer to the heart of God, which is that we would be a unified family, a loving family. And so, you know, our music is just a, is a portion of that. It's really the, um, every, every great movie has a great soundtrack. Every movement has a sound. Um, you know, back in the day when the armies of God would go to battle, they would have music at the front of what they did. Um, to ward off what the enemy was trying to do and to put confusion into the enemy's camp. And so we just feel like music is uh, is our soundtrack and the soundtrack of those fearless ones. We wanted to write songs uh, to give them an anthem, to give them something to sing, to something to be a part of. And, uh, you know, we have a fearless body all over the world that tunes into our church and is a part of our family. So, um, yeah, that's our church. And uh, it's six years old. And uh, still, still a toddler in a sense. So we're excited about what God's doing. Yeah, no, that's incredible. I love that. Um, I've only spent a short time in LA. I've never lived there, but I have friends who live there. Um, so I, I'm somewhat familiar with how gritty and complicated and amazing the city is, um, and yeah. the fact that you've managed to start. Uh, well, you start a community in a church from nightclubs to this is actually like it's amazing because you're actually building community in a city wired to really lift up an individual as a pro as opposed to like actually lift up you know a group of people together which is really powerful totally yeah album is Fear Not, um, which is very timely. So why have you sort of, in the six years since you became fearless, why is it only now that you're releasing the album Fear Not? Because you released a ton of great music. What made this album, like, what, what was the mark on it that made you go, no, we need to return, like, right, right to the roots, literally to nearly, like, our namesake and write Fear Not? Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, the first... Um, the first album was called We Are Fearless. 
you know, and, uh, and so, um, so he kind of fell in that same genre, but I think, I think, you know, obviously God had something planned for this moment, you know, and so I, I actually can't really tell you, um, it doesn't make sense why we waited until now to release Fear Not. Or but it's so like timely, it's perfect. Yeah, it's just, we didn't know this was happening, we actually wrote a lot of this probably a year to a year and a half before we released it. Uh, maybe even further, some of it two years before we released it. Um, because we're always writing music, we're always playing music for arts. Our church is like heard these songs forever, and we just finally, you know, God works it out where we have the right timing with the label and everything to release this. And then it happens to be the biggest pandemic that's ever hit our world. Um, and, you know, our name of our church, and God gave us the building we have and the location we have. So, it's kind of like we look at it as, okay, God, you had a bigger plan. Uh, we would have totally messed this up if we planned when to release Fear Not or even when to write Fear Not. We would have written it, uh, the song Fear Not, way back, you know. But God has a sense of knowing what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, this was really a prophecy, actually, if you look at it that way. It was God speaking uh, about something before it came to pass because you'd record music way before you release it. And so, um, you know, a lot of the songs are here are that, you know, even at your name is a song about healing, you know, and right now we need healing okay. in the world in more ways than one. Um, so, you know, I think the fear not why now, you know, obviously for us, it's just that God had a plan, you know, our, also our conference was called fear not. And a lot of these songs we did at our conference and uh, we have a live version coming of, of a lot of them as well um, but I think our ultimate thought is that God is God knows what he's doing and uh, we're, we're we're smart but he's way smarter and uh, you know I, I don't want to say we're dumb God's smart I think God's made us to be creative and smart and intelligent but he is so much more knowledgeable than us and uh, our prayer is that this goes way beyond what our human hands could have done um, Here's the big bully in the high school hallway. It's brash, it's loud, it's unproductive. But for all the noise that fear has made in my life, it has never done good for me. Yeah, fear never wrote a symphony, never penned a poem. It was not fear that negotiated peace treaties, gave to the poor, was not fear that cured a disease. It was not fear that ever pulled a family out of poverty. Courage did that. Faith did that. People who refused to cower did that. That's why we're here today, fearless church, to be the devil's greatest fear.
and I, as I was listening to through it, um, I love the diversity of the tracks in it, the fact that you collaborate with River Valley Worship, who I literally coincidentally talked to last week about what's happening in Minnesota. So that was really cool. Um, and I just I love how you guys are really bringing in um, like a really authentic expression of your own church and the conversation you guys are having. Um, because like even as I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, this stuff, like this really, you, you don't shy away from the shadows. And the fact that we all go, like, we grapple with tough things in life and sin um, and your ability to wrap that into worship is actually really beautiful. Um, do you think that's one of the reasons people are sort of attracted to Fearless or maybe, like, come to you guys in your unique expression? Is it because you sort of you look at essentially the darkness and the light in life and sort of you're not afraid of that? Yeah, I mean... I, I'd say that's the name of our church, so I think we had to go, hey, we can't call our ourselves Fearless B&D, we can't call our church Fearless LA and not be fearless in everything we do, um, and that's being um, unapologetic in how we express our music and the words and the truth of the Word of God and not wiring anything down, and I think that there's been... Um, a lot of people that love the authenticity, maybe, I would say, I hear that a lot of our church and our leadership, as well as just people, how they write. Um, I, I, I really encourage, and Pastor, my husband does too, just write from your experience, write from your pain, write from uh, your triumph, write from victories, um, because that's where you're going to see um, some people actually identify with that humanity. And so um, we love, like, letting people just get creative and, and think outside the box. And we used to even have a style that was just rock, and it was worth dying for. Love and that, yeah. that was the sound of the movement at the time. We had a bunch of youth that were young, and they liked to crowd surf. And they were just rockers at heart. And so we just, we just ended up doing that sound, and that's what was organic from what we were doing as youth pastors. But... People go, why aren't you still doing it here? Well, I don't think that we're close to it. But it just organically came from being in a nightclub um, with all these lights and people coming in from all walks of life. We just started writing from that place and um, from the expression of new life, people getting saved, people getting set free, and the excitement in the room. And we come out with some pop or electronic. And we're like, you know what? I know it's a different sound, but let's do this. And, and so we've just been writing like that where we can – really just express the trueness of, of the nature of the Lord, but in a unique, in, in, in a new, fresh way, you know, not in the same old way, but how can we re-express who he is um, where we can recapture worship in, in a fresh way. So and we're still trying our best, you know, I'm not saying we got all together. These are, some of these people are brand new writers, wrote, awesome. wrote hardly any, and they got a song on there. Some of them have written for a really long time. And uh, we just did actually an interview with our church with all the singers from our band. Oh, and, so good. And everyone that was involved, and we put them on the stage, and we couldn't even fit them. And I just said, hey, isn't this beautiful? We we don't think it's about one or two people. I mean, you know, seeing uh, – that's fine. There's nothing wrong. But I love that we have an army of worshipers, like just tons of different voices, tons of different giftings, tons of styles. But isn't that the beauty of the body of Christ? And, and and I think somebody, anybody can identify with something on this record, you know, no matter who you are and what, what kind of style you like, because we have such a variety and diverse uh, style, I think. So, 
don't know if I answered that, but you answered it beautifully. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was great. Um, no, that's that's really really cool. I love that, and you can hear that in the styles reflected in in. The... God doesn't shy from that. The Bible, you know, yeah. he doesn't shy from yeah. authenticity. You know, David is saying, "God killed my enemies," <laughs> and then in the same lines, he's he's glorifying God and saying, "No, God, I'm gonna forgive." There's a, there's a rawness and a realness that we've got away from as the church um, to just paint everything as perfect. As soon as you're saved, then everything's going to be awesome, and then it's not, and then people get upset. And I think from us, just David wrote in his pain. He wrote, I mean, the Psalms, the, Psal- the Psalms are those, you know. So that's 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 the big picture of what we're doing. Individual favorite track on this latest release. What would it be, and why? I can answer that. Um, I uh, I love the song "At Your Name," and that song's very self-serving at first because I had a part in writing it, but it has nothing to do really that I had a part in writing it. it what what it is the significance of the story? Um, I ended up writing it along with a few other people, and it just says, um, at the bridge, healing's coming now, sickness has to bow at your name, fear's losing ground, a freedom song is breaking out at your name. When we sung this out of church, and people just, people get healed, people get touched, it has such a powerful anointing on the song, well, I think it's become so special to me because two people that that I love so much in my life have been physically healed in this, oh, uh, in their body wow. because of this song. So good. Um, without going too far into it, one of them is my husband who was in the hospital at the time, uh, and he had a cyst and they had, they wanted to, to do surgery on him. And we, we begin to play this song, healing's coming now at your name. And, um, the power of God was so tangible in that hospital room while he was on the bed. He started crying. He goes, I believe God's healing me. The scans came back. They go, I do not understand what's going on, but the cyst has totally disappeared. It's gone. That was that was enough in itself to go, wow, that's pretty incredible, God. But there, you know, six months ago, my father, uh, who is a pastor in Modesto, California, um, so I've been raised in the church um, as a pastor's kid. I 
I believe in miracles. And my dad, though, he he had cardiac arrest. This was November last year, and he dropped dead on oh the gosh. concrete outside of my dad's church. People surrounded him, um, and they tried to revive him. In, in the midst of about 30, 40 minutes that he ended up dying six different times coming back to life dying. They brought him to ICU. Basically, I flew in. I left my kids here in L.A., and I flew in. They said, I need you to kind of say your goodbyes to your dad. He's not alive. Every IC, like, uh, every uh, life support machine was on my dad when I walked in the room. I mean, he didn't, he, he was not alive. <laughs> he, he had everything working for him. They said, just kind of like, you know, you can come in and say your goodbyes. And I, I just remember that song and I, I need to sing the song of my dad. And I began to sing those words of that bridge, healing's coming now. And it was just so quiet. The nurses were quiet, but I was just singing that. And all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I saw nurses like start to fidget. And I, I turned things up and down on machines. I go, what are you doing? And I go, we're just turning some medicines down. All of a sudden, his blood pressure is not so low anymore. It's kind of coming back up like he's coming back to life, literally coming to life. And so I just kept singing for days, for seven to ten days, we sang over my dad. My dad should be brain dead. My dad shouldn't have a heartbeat today that's strong. My dad shouldn't have any stamina or be walking today, but he is alive. His kidneys should have failed and not be functioning. His kidneys are functioning. His brain is sharper than ever before. And that is the power of worship, I would say. In general, the power of what you declare. But for me, that song now holds a, a significance that... I don't think any other song will. Um, now that I know I have my father here with me today. Um, so, yeah, at your name. That was the best answer I've ever received uh, by far. Yeah, I mean, dead to life, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was literally a resurrection. My dad wrote a book. Um, it's called Why Am I Not Healed? He had the book already written, yet he didn't. This never happened yet. It, did, it went to the publisher, and it was always about to be published. And, and my dad started waking up in the hospital. I said, Dad, this has not gotten out to the world because you have one more chapter to write. You have a chapter to write about the resurrection from death to life. And he goes, you're right. And so we finished writing this last chapter. We all helped, and it's released now. This last week it released to the world. So it's just been a credible journey. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's amazing. That's so good. Jerry, yeah, I don't know how I would top that one. So I'm just... Aim high. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I mean, I think as far as, like, it just depends on what mood I'm in, right? I mean, I, I like all the songs. It, they're so different. Like, if you want to jam, you better turn on Can't Get Enough. If you want to... If you want to worship, you need to turn on Out Your Name or Fear Not. Uh, if you want to get empowered, you need to turn on The Spoken Word, you know. Um, I think one of my favorite lines in the CD, two of my favorite lines, one of my favorite lines is, uh, even now, that the whole word even now, even now I know you can overcome. Um, and that was taken from uh, a sermon that came about in our church where uh, uh I was, I was preaching about the story of Lazarus, and Jesus shows up four days late, five days late, and he's so dead, he's stinking. And Mary's mad, and she's crying, she's upset, they're just angry at Jesus, they're angry at the situation. And Martha meets Mary, Martha meets Jesus on the road and kind of gives him a piece of her mind, like, where were you at? You missed it, you know, and it's, already, it's too late. And then something inside of her rises and she says, even now, I know that you can 
raise the dead. Even now, I know that. And so that word, that line in that song, people wouldn't know, but it comes from that message. And so it's kind of this bold, uh, boldly after the fact moment, after it's already passed and you feel like God missed it and you feel like he missed the moment and you're saying, God, even now, even in the midst of the horrible pandemic, even in the midst of getting fired from a job, even in the midst of them passing away, even in the midst of what I'm walking through, even now, I know that you, I can overcome with you. Um, and so I think that's probably one of my favorite lines. Uh, second favorite line is, is in the spoken word. Um, God gave me a line that says, for all the things that the enemy has to say about fear, uh, or for all the things fear has to say to you, you know, fear says a lot of things to me. It keeps me up at night, says a lot of things. God has one thing to say, and that's fear not. And, uh, you know, that's the title of the CD, that he tells fear, you're not going to rob, you're not going to steal, you're not going to take from my kids. Um, and so, I guess, yeah, again, I love all the songs. Yeah, we're just excited. We're excited to, to be on, um, you know, uh, BBC Records, mm-hmm. which is uh, ultimately Tooth and Nail, NBC. So good. Um, you know, we're just so thankful for them, and we're excited about that partnership. We felt mm-hmm. like for so many years... Um, you know, we've been singing without a microphone, and they're becoming our microphone, hooking us up with people like you guys, and um, connecting us with interviews and getting our sound of Fearless out to the world so it can empower them as well. And so, we just want to give us last thing, I just want to give a special shout out to BEC and the whole team and Brandon Evil and all of them for um, believing in us and believing in, in our city and believing in our church. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. And it seems so appropriate that you're. That who live in LA and I've seen some of the protests going on which I know is a global a global thing at, at a lot of the time at this point yeah. um how do you guys as a as you know as a couple as as friends as pastors support your church and especially the people at the moment in your church doing it tough especially the black community um at the moment when 
a, like a pandemic is happening, but this this systematic oppression has been happening for years, and at the moment it's really come to the surface. How how do you guys best like how do you approach that? I know it's a big loaded question, but how do you how do you try to support them as best you can? Yeah, I mean, um, I know I've been talking a lot, but I'll, I'll I feel passionate about this. Um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, there's just so much debate, you know, uh, in, in the world, you know, and here's how I'd say it, you know, religion seeks to be uh, to be right, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, and politics seeks to be hurt, and to, 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 you know. This is what I think. This is what, you know, uh, and, and to not listen. But I think if we're going to be people of God, you know, not that we can't be in politics and we can't have religious things that we do that, that aren't bad. Um, I think our, our the key from God is that is that we would love and serve, that we would love others as we love ourselves and that we would serve them as we serve ourselves. And so we just try to take that stance on everything all right god how do we love and serve we're not we're not here to be right we're not we're not here to to be heard we're here to love and to serve and so um you know loving takes listening loving takes serving so we we uh you know as a church i, I went out to a protest that happened in la and and was there and felt oh wow this is totally peaceful like this is not like a lot of what i see in the news and so i just said you know we need a plan I mean, there were families out there and all the whole thing. And so I said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to bring our church to one of these. And so we planned a whole um, day where we, we got together the uh, people in our church that wanted to protest. And we said, we're going to go do a peaceful protest. Uh, we're not going to tear down buildings and be a part of the looting and stuff, but we're going to go let our voices be heard and stand in prayer. And, and so we started with about 30 people and that protest grew to a thousand people in Hollywood. If you watched the news at all, you would have seen us. You know, we were in the middle of the streets of Hollywood. But even to go march on the streets, we got the police's um, and, and the National Guard's, like, okay. You know, we didn't try to, you know, cause a clash. We just, we were peacefully protesting on the sidewalk. And when it grew too big, we said, hey, can we take over the street? And they said, go ahead. We got your back. And so we took over the street, um, you know, and we did that. And then, you know, every message I've been preaching, is just a message of unity, of love. You know, we, we did a whole June uh, team. Um, I heard that. It was brilliant. Uh, you know, celebration mm-hmm. um, at one of our services, and we used that, and I found so many correlations between June 14th and the gospel. And so, you know, just not everybody is going through uh, racism right now. Some people are going through, my mom's in the hospital with cancer. My, you know, so we're, 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 we're obviously tackling that subject unashamedly in our church but also we're giving way for other things that might be going on as well um you know and and not that you know we're we're putting leaving one to do the other but you know while while one thing is happening another thing is happening at the same time um even in our city uh the daca situation which is um children that that were uh illegally brought here to to america with with being six five a lot of those are our church members and so you know there's been politics uh, politicians that are you know on both sides of the fence about you know cutting off life for those people um and i and i get certain reasons why 
for the future, and they're trying to cut it off because it's creating uh, ch- uh, child trafficking and all kinds of different things. Because if I, you know, if there's a there's a loophole in a system, people will exploit it. Um, but what about the people that are here? What about the people that are uh, contributing to society and like are living in fear? And so, you know, even in a sermon, I'm I'm bringing that up. Hey, if you are a DACA kid and you're in our church we want you to know we stand with you we love you you don't have to be afraid here um we're gonna break fear here we're gonna stand with you if you need to go protest we'll protest with you and so i don't i don't think i don't think it needs to be one or the other um you know but i think we just never need to leave loving and serving you know and and, you know there's a divide in the church over the black lives matter name because not because of the theme, but because there's a, a political movement that is called Black Lives Matter. And so there's a lot of things that maybe the political movement Black Lives Matter stands for that maybe a Christian wouldn't stand for everything they stand for. And so people are just like freaking out because, oh, I can't believe you said Black Lives Matter. Um, and I'm just like, guys, I, I, I'm going to be all things to all people. And, and my black congregation my black friends are hurting right now and they need to hear me say the message black lives matter. That doesn't mean tomorrow because I said that I'm going to become a card carrying member of a political organization. I get what my people are saying. And so we stand with that and we, you know, we chanted that at the rally, you know, and um, you know, right now that is the house that's on fire and, and close by it is my Hispanic friends that are in our city, you know? And so we're just, as you know, I came from a small town. Christy uh, came from a small town and God brought us here to this very diverse, amazing city. And every day we're just walking with the Holy Spirit, you know, um, asking him, how do we as a body lead in this moment and still lead, you know, not, just you know say what everybody wants us to say but how do we find a conviction about what needs to change and you know martin luther king jr that wasn't his only title his title was also doctor but before that was reverend reverend dr martin luther king jr so i think we have to marry the church has to be the leader on justice the church has to be the leader on pushing for people to have equal rights and you know um and at the same time we can't forget that in god's eyes we we are separate but in god's eyes we are all his children and uh we are the race of adam you know rape the word race came up in the 1500s we we made made that name and I'm, there's no problem with that but i'm just saying it wasn't always that we were divided into our groups one at one point we were all adam's children and so ultimately all God's children and so uh, you know we, we just don't want our church to forget that we don't want our church to forget that even though there's pain and there's hurt we have to forgive and it's a part of our duty so so equally we are coming out with boldness to say this is not okay but we're not mad at the racist we're mad at the racism in other words we don't hate the sinner we hate the sin and that will keep us with the heart of God. Yeah. No, I-
a race. It's a it's a long distance run. We say that a lot. It's not a sprint. It's a a lot of dreams we have and a lot of things that we wanted God to do. We thought they're going to happen in you know twelve months really quickly. And and I find that that we just needed to be celebrating the small victories along to the journey because it is it's a long distance thing that we're we're going on in our church. And um, are you going to add? And, and yeah, just to kind of slow down, smell the roses, enjoy life. Don't get too uptight that everything's not happening exactly. Just trusting him. I think in the process, that kind of stuff was something for me. Yes. Yes. You're great. Yeah, we were just saying that the other day, actually. We were just, we were, we drove back to the first house we stayed in. And it was just this beautiful area, and we're like, man, we never even went to the parks here. We never went to the pool. We were so busy planting this church and just worried about we weren't doing enough um, and grinding. And I don't think that we should grind out our faith, but at the same time, we should play as hard as we work, and we should rest as hard as we work. And, um, I think if we could go back, we couldn't rush it any faster. Um you know, and the more we rush it, the more we mess it up. So, um, you know, we're kind of learning that in our older years to this like chill and it's going to happen. If it's not what's happening now, it, yeah. we're just going to leave it on God. It's his church. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. His, it's his stuff. When you speak, I know you're not Why I'm lifting you up If everything I am is just a product of love Then I am yours, I want nothing more Give you my all, I'm never stopping now So here I am, every ounce of me cries out For your majesty, you've called me a masterpiece Love you poured out lavishly, we got that Fill us up, no matter what I do I'll never get enough Every fear's been released now My friends, if you enjoyed the music that you heard today and the story, the powerful stories behind it, then you can buy or stream Fear Less, the album, right now. You will find it on all streaming platforms. It's just Fear Less by Fearless BND. It has so many styles in it. It sounds like LA and I tried to reflect that in the song choices that we put along in this edit. So I hope you enjoyed it. Now you can also connect with Fearless BND. You will find them on Twitter and Instagram at Fearless underscore, remember them, BND, or Facebook, just Fearless BND. You can also just check out FearlessLA.com and you'll find all the info about their church there, the Johnsons, as well as a link to more stuff about the latest music from the band. Can we talk about how powerful that was? See, I am used to the pretension of LA. Um, and anyone who has traveled there or has lived there, but anyone who's lived there would agree that LA is like Nashville, but without the Southern country swag 
kindness. It's like all in rock star. It's like right in your face. It is grit and it is glamour and they are side by side and sometimes they're crossing paths and um, you can't escape that. There is no way to be in LA and not confront both of those realities. And so what was powerful for me in this conversation is that Christy and Jeremy acknowledge all of that and yet they still have this huge love for their city and its people. And LA is such a tough place to connect. It is so, so hard to, like anywhere as adults, but especially in LA, it's just, it's just the heightenedness of need for success and how competitive it is and how transient it is and how broken in so many obvious places it is that it is hard to find connection in LA. It is hard to live for something more than yourself. And now we can say that in every city, in every place in the world. We all struggle with that in some capacity. But LA, it's right in front of your face. You just can't avoid those truths. And so talking to Christy and Jeremy, the first thing that struck me was that there was no pretension. I felt like I was talking to a youth pastor from down the street. Um, I love the fact that they're giving young songwriters a chance. I think that's really powerful, especially in a city and in an industry that values experience and image, right? Like it's it's a lot easier to go with the long-term accustomed, like we know this is going to work because we're going to get kudos for it. But if you try something new, it may not work out and that's not always going to go well. But I mean, it was sort of like, where is your value? Is your value in valuing your team and what they have to bring to the table and, and the authenticity and their story with God? Or is your value in success? Um, and somehow these guys are managing to grapple with both at the moment, which I really respect. But I love the fact that they are still acting like that their heart is still like of an indie worship outfit, um, just with a world scale mission. And that's really spectacular and cool to watch. Now, that is all we have for this week. Please remember that you can connect with us at any time. Just go check out betweenyouandmepod.com for all our information, merch, links to our Patreon, all that good stuff. You can also find us on your social media at betweenyoumepod. We would love to connect with you. Now, as this episode finishes, can I also ask a quick favor? As you go to hit next on the next episode or podcast that you're listening to, would you mind just hitting subscribe and sharing this episode with a friend? It would mean a lot to us and we would love to share these powerful stories and the thoughts behind the people that make the music that changes our lives. But really. So thank you guys. My name is Jess Morris and I will see you next time. Here's to hope. No power on earth, no power in hell Is gonna steal my peace Ten thousand enemies, they will End up on their knees When I'm hopeless, I can know this You're with me Your light will terrify the dark I call upon the name That tears the night
from rags to royalty. I can see you, I believe you, I trust you. Terrify the dark